Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a very, very, very Victory Tuesday, happy edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell, back from Pittsburgh. It's almost 6 o'clock in the morning, Tuesday morning, as I record this. So this better be good. And it deserves it because the Washington football team defeats the undefeated, previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers 23-17 to at Heinz Field on Monday evening. We are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. Oh, yeah. If you weren't cracking old ice cold Pepsis all over the place last night, I don't know what to tell you. Hell, keep it up. Keep it all day. Because Pepsi is made for football watching, as you know, and we still have a Cowboys-Ravens game tonight. And if the Cowboys lose, you guys can have all the fun in the world this football season. Again, different. We all know that. Pepsi, they fuel you for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Again, I'm back from Heinz Field. Plenty of Diet Pepsi last night. uh, And there will be plenty tonight because I'm going to be a zombie. Um, Pepsi is the refreshment I need and you need to power through game day to become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right. So the Washington football team finds a way down 14 to nothing near the end of the first half. They get nothing virtually from the running game. Antonio Gibson lost on the second series, the fourth play from scrimmage for Washington for the game, and maybe, hopefully not, for a couple of weeks because they obviously need him. And the Washington football team somehow beats the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, who came in at 11-0 but were definitely, definitely reeling and definitely hanging on and definitely taking on some water. Washington comes from behind down, again, 14-0 very late in the first half. They get a field goal right before halftime, and as they always do, at least under Ron Rivera, is they are a very strong second-half team, and they outscore the Pittsburgh Steelers 20-3 in the second half and win 23-17. That improves their record to 5-7, technically a tied record with the New York Giants. But as we all know, the New York Giants in sole possession of first place because they've beaten Washington twice. But this is clearly the biggest win, of course, of the Ron Rivera era. And quite honestly, this is probably the biggest win you know, outside of a division clincher. I, I mean, I guess you would probably say the division clincher um, week 16, 2015, in Philadelphia the night after Christmas for Kirk Cousins and the Washington football team. That's what this, you know, rivals, and maybe it's even bigger because of the stage. It wasn't quite Monday night football, but it was Monday evening football, and more importantly because of the opponent and who they beat. Now listen, again, was Pittsburgh – a dominant 11-0? No, but they were a very good 11-0. Despite their drops, despite their lack of a run game, Ben Roethlisberger was playing at a pro bowl, all pro level, much of the year. Their defense still really good, but losing Bud Dupree 
even though they got Stefan Tuitt back, losing Joe Hayden early in the fourth quarter, along with being without Steven Nelson, their other starting corner, really, really hurt the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Really hurt the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, you look at, um, you know, they don't have their interior linebacker, uh, you know, who, who, who's just a stud. I, I mean, they are beat up on defense. There is no doubt about it. Um, and somehow Washington found a way to gut through this one. All right, let's get through it as best we can. We're not going to hear from anybody on this particular issue uh, and episode. This is just going to be about the game. I'll crank out another episode after I get a couple hours of sleep, uh, and we will let you hear from some of the combatants, including Ron Rivera and more. All right, so Washington was down 14 to nothing again late in the first half when they were able to piece together a drive. They started to stretch the field a little bit. They started to take a couple of deep shots. They hit one. They missed another one that could have been, could have been uh, pay dirt. Then they settled for a field goal after back-to-back sacks on Alex Smith with one second remaining, a 49-yard field goal uh, just to end a six-play, 28-yard drive. Again, they started to take some deep shots on this particular drive because they weren't able to run the football at all. Uh, and losing Antonio Gibson early, and he had a 13-yard run on the play he actually got injured on, uh, and that, again, really put them in a bind. They couldn't convert on third down. I think they were 0 of 6, 0 of 7 on third down. They were not very good. So they were down 14-3 to at the half. How did they get down 14-3? to Well, Pittsburgh, after sparring with Washington the first couple of series, uh, and neither team really able to put anything together. Pittsburgh finally got it going late first quarter into the early second quarter with a 14-play, 72-yard drive spanning 6 minutes and 16 seconds, uh, ending with a Deontay Johnson 3-yard touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger, beating Kendall Fuller. Now, Washington had their opportunities you know, on this drive to kind of you know, get off the field and, and, and just couldn't. And just couldn't. Uh, as Pittsburgh was able to, again, take a little advantage, uh, I think they got the defensive pass interference penalty on Kendall Fuller, if memory serves me correct. Uh, that may have been actually a, a little bit later. They started that drive um, with a defensive holding that they declined because Ebron caught it. Uh, for 13 yards. Then he caught another pass for four yards. Uh, Then Deontay Johnson to midfield for five yards. Then they finally ran for two. Uh, And then Pittsburgh, again, now into Washington territory. They start the second quarter uh, with a negative play. Kevin Pierre-Lewis blowing up a short pass. Uh, Then Ben Roethlisberger incomplete, Jimmy Moreland in coverage, third and 12, and they connect for 17 yards to Deontay Johnson in space, in a zone. Uh, John Bostick, the nearest defender, and Bostick played pretty well. We'll get to him 
in a second. So they convert on third and 12. Third and longs have been a problem for Washington from time to time. I mean, they've let up quite a number of third and 10 pluses uh, this year, an alarming number, quite honestly. So a new set of downs for Pittsburgh. Uh, They get a four-yard short pass to Benny Snell. Uh, Again, they just simply refuse to run the football, uh, and we'll get to that in a sec. Then Roethlisberger, incomplete to uh, Chase Claypool, uh, Deron Payne, uh, swallowed that one up. Then on third and six, and they hit another third and medium-ish to Eric Ebron for 15 yards. So they get a first down down at the Washington 14-yard line. It looks like they then are going to get a touchdown, uh, but it's nullified by a penalty on uh, uh, on Villanueva for an illegal, um, ineligible uh, downfield uh, man. So that wipes out the touchdown uh, there. Then Ben Roethlisberger goes incomplete, and then a short pass on third and seven from the Washington 11 gets eight. He kind of had pumped a couple of times. Washington put some pressure, kind of changed and altered his path, and he did a really good job completing one just for the first down in front of Ronald Darby, who you know probably then saves the touchdown. And then they go to the opposite field or opposite side of the field to Deontay Johnson, and he beats Kendall Fuller on a good pass from Ben Roethlisberger. So they were up seven to nothing uh, in that particular spot. But then the game got really interesting, right? It was a sloppy, sloppy first half. Uh, But then the game got really interesting, and here's why. Down seven to nothing, Washington takes over. They commit back-to-back penalties, a false start on Morgan Moses and a delay of game on Alex Smith. I have no idea how you get a delay of game after a false start and after a penalty when you don't run a play, but they did. Uh, It's been a couple of delay of games for Alex Smith uh, in the games that he has started for Washington. So back-to-back penalties puts them at first and 20 from their own 15-yard line. Then they start to chip away, a short completion for five yards, a short completion for two yards to Terry McLaurin, who had a very quiet game. So that makes it third and 13. And then Logan Thomas catches kind of a swing pass for 12 yards. He outstretches, and it appears that he is over the first down marker live. It appeared that way on instant replay. Uh, But there was some obstruction, and it looks like they stayed with the call on the field because Ron Rivera challenged it. So Rivera gets a no-go on the challenge, and all the while they're discussing, okay, do we go for this on fourth and one, fourth and inches, if we don't get the reversal? And obviously that would have given them a first down. So they come out fourth and, you know, a short one, And they run, instead of going up the middle, quarterback sneak, instead of Peyton Barber, uh, and maybe that's a telegraph, they try and get fancy schmancy, little uh, jet sweep uh, with J.D. McKissick carrying um, carrying the ball off of Logan Thomas's motion, and he wound up going under center with Alex Smith basically back in shotgun. So basically, they ran J.D. McKissick from left to right on jet motion. They ran Logan Thomas in motion, if uh, if memory serves me correct, and everything on the play. And Alex was back in shotgun calling out signals 
And basically what they did was they handed the ball to J.D. McKissick off of the jet sweep motion uh, and from Logan Thomas instead of Alex Smith. And when they gave the ball to him, he would have had the first down. And he had speed to the edge, except Dontrell Inman, who had also gone previously in motion, got blown up and got absolutely just torched by the defender who came in and made the play, uh, Hilton, and blew it up for a three-yard loss. So Ron Rivera, after the game, said basically, our guys played their asses off despite some stupid you know, decisions from him. I assume that's what he was talking about. We'll have to double down with him on that. But it was a fourth and one, maybe inches, from the Washington 34 down 7 nothing. Listen, I didn't like the call uh, at first because I, I just I won't go for it, especially in only a 7 nothing game. I understand you have to score points. I get that you have to be bold. I get that you have to be aggressive. I get it. I get it. I get it. To me, that was not the right spot. You know, you want to do it on their 34? Okay, no problem. I understand. But they don't get it there, and they turn the ball over, and they somewhat get fortunate because then Pittsburgh has a brain freeze. They get all the way down to the one-yard line, right? First and goal from the one after Tim Settle takes a unnecessary roughness penalty on a second down incomplete. So you're almost looking at it minimum 10 nothing here, if not likely 14 to nothing, right? First and goal from the one, they run a six-man eligible in, and they stop the run. Montez Sweat, Cameron Curl. Second and goal from the one, Benny Snell again, no gain. Cameron Curl again, Montez Sweat as well. Then third and goal from the one, they bring in a different offensive lineman where he reports in as eligible. It's a tip that they're maybe going to try and do something a little bit different here, but we don't know exactly what they're going to do. Instead, they roll out the offensive lineman into the right flat, and he was open for a second, but the pass was a little bit late, and it was broken up by Cameron Curl, and I believe it was Bostic. I believe it was Bostic in that particular spot. Uh, and then fourth and goal from the one, right away you can see it. Chase Young just blows it. And he described after the game, basically, they had to kind of choose, and they didn't block him. And You, you know, you can see it. I mean, they got a hand on him, and he fought through it, and Chase Young made the stop, fourth and goal, at the one-yard line. So Washington keeps them off the board after their own bold. Now, I have no problem with Mike Tomlin going fourth and goal from the one. I had an issue with some of his the structure and the play calling, especially on third down with all those receivers, uh, but whatever. I have no problem with them going for it, fourth and goal from the one. Zero problem. Uh, sometimes it's going to work out. A lot of times it's going to work out. This, especially pretty good red zone offense. Washington, a great red zone defense. They had given up seven points just on the previous drive. They bow up here and they make a stop. All right, let's take a timeout right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, and then we'll come back with more analysis of a 23-17 win for the 
Washington football team in Pittsburgh. I'm Chris Russell back from Heinz Field as we record this way early on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday morning, on a Tuesday morning. My brain is on a Sunday morning. Uh, It's been about 24 hours or so uh, since I've gotten any sleep. So uh, forgive me for that. But either way, it is a victory Tuesday. The Washington football team now five and seven as they beat the undefeated, previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers who drop to 11 and and one. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Again, we are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi and DoorDash. All right, guys. So tonight is going to be one of those nights where I'm telling you flat out, I ain't going to want to cook. I've got a lot of work to do. I'm exhausted. And so are you, right? Mondays are kind of blue and nobody likes Mondays, but nobody likes Tuesdays, do they? Right? So why wouldn't you want to help yourself out and help your family out and get some DoorDash? Whatever you want to eat, whether it's Chinese, pizza, if somebody's craving Froyo, whatever that is, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. You can support your community restaurants. Thousands of restaurants are part of the DoorDash network. You've counted on them for your entertainment and your dinners and your lunches. Now they are counting on you. Uh, some of their dining rooms still may be closed, but they are way open for DoorDash and for delivery. DoorDash is the app that brings you food that you're craving right now, right to your door, and it's simple. They have contactless delivery, bing, bang, boom, and you're in. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order, $15 or more, when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked On. That's $5 off your your delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Locked On. Again, that's code Locked On, $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, when you get that DoorDash, also make sure you get your Pepsi. Ice cold Pepsi, ice cold Diet Pepsi, it doesn't matter. Whatever your preference is, because there's Tuesday night football. It's the Ravens and the Cowboys, and you need something to wash down uh, all that grub with, right? So here's what you do. You get yourself plenty of Pepsi, and then you put it in your ice box, your refrigerator, you put it on ice, and away you go. We'll watch Tuesday Night Football together, Cowboys and the Ravens with an ice-cold Pepsi in your hand. It's the refreshment you need to power you through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans, that's you, are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to Made for Football footballwatching.com. Guys, check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as the Washington football team send a very loud message to the rest of the NFL that they are for real. They're five and seven. They beat the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers 23 to 17. We left you off on the game recap in the second quarter after both teams stop each other on fourth and one, but Washington stopping Pittsburgh on fourth and one from the one 
when they had a first and goal from the one. That is one impressive stop. But of course, now you take over at the one yard line, right? And an anemic offense is just not going to, you know, I mean, it's unlikely to really do anything in that particular spot. You're just trying to get Tressway a little bit of space. Eventually, they get a six yard pass to Logan Thomas on third and 10 to get that little bit of space, and then Tressway punts a 60-yarder in the air, fair catch, uh, to the Pittsburgh 33. So Pittsburgh's, um, actually it wasn't a fair catch, I'm sorry, uh, McLeod returned at 17 yards because Washington missed a tackle, which cost them about another 9 or 10 yards. Uh, my fault, I was thinking about another punt. So a 17-yard punt return, which shouldn't have even been a 10-yard punt return, but nevertheless, and it was just about to key disaster because on first and 10, Ben Roethlisberger again with a very quick pass to James Washington. Kendall Fuller misses a big tackle in space. That was a huge key in this game, and he was off to the races for a 50-yard touchdown and a 14 to nothing Pittsburgh lead. And that took away basically all that momentum that Chase Young's stop and the defense's stop uh, on that first and goal from the one. It took it all away, at least temporarily. Again, Washington would get on the on the scoreboard late in the first half with a 49-yard field goal from Dustin Hopkins after Alex Smith had taken back-to-back sacks for it back-to-back seven-yard losses, so losing 14 yards, T.J. Watt, Stephon it, and not very good. Uh, on the T.J. Watt sack, he looked like he wanted to go there. They were blitzing off that edge. He kind of double-pumped, didn't see something that he liked, and ate it and took a sack that's bad enough. And then on the very next play, again, it ate one of the interior guards uh, up and spit out Alex Smith for the seven-yard loss. But still, even after that, Washington was able, again, because they went from the um, the 18 to the 31, they were still able to get a long field goal off. So again, that's a key score, even though it should have been more, and it's 14 to 3. So then in the second half, we all know that Washington, again, has been a very, very good second half team. And they needed a very good second half. They were um, not good in terms of third down in the first half. They were uh, 0 of 8. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh was just shy of 50%. And again, they had already lost Antonio Gibson for the game at this point to Merrick Hemingway, a backup tight end. And Alex Smith had been sacked three times and only had 122 yards and a 14-3 lead for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So in the third quarter, Washington comes out and they score on the very first drive. So a good start. They get um, the drive starts with an illegal use of the hands and a false start, one on Moses, uh, one on Logan Thomas. They're killing themselves at this point with back-to-back offensive penalties. Remember the back-to-back sacks to end the first half, and then there were back-to-back penalties on another key drive. That was the fourth and one drive. So they are able to actually overcome it in this particular spot. They're backed up all the way at their five-yard line, first and twenty. 
three, and they dig out of it. They get a five-yard completion, uh, and then they get a four-yard completion. So now it's third and 14, and then Alex hits on a little slant Cam Sims for 31 yards on third and 14. Breaks a couple tackles off to the races, first down right inside the 50-yard line. And then McKissick gets over into Pittsburgh territory with an eight-yard run on first down. Peyton Barber with a five-yard run. Peyton Barber with a four-yard run. Remember that they said there was no running? Well, on this particular drive, the run was very important. And again, they're starting to get a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, Then they're facing a third and six. Why? Because they go back to the passing game. But this time it works. Steven Sims gets a nine-yard catch and run on third and six. So now a new set of downs. And they try and pass again on first down. Sims is blown up for a two-yard loss. But then Alex Smith dials one up deep on a flag route, it looked like, a little post corner, something like that, uh, for a 30-yard gain to Logan Thomas. Great pass, great touch, uh, well done uh, on the route, and just a excellent operation. So Logan Thomas's 30-yard catch gets Washington down to the one-yard line. So they have a first and goal at the Pittsburgh one, right? And just like Pittsburgh, they initially couldn't convert on a fourth and goal from the one. They come up incomplete, but T.J. Watt had a defensive holding penalty, and that gives Washington the football and an automatic first down, the break that they needed. And Peyton Barber makes them pay on the next play with a one-yard touchdown run. So Washington down 14-10 to midway through the third quarter. And again, that's pretty much all you can ask for, right, to be within striking distance. So then Pittsburgh um, goes and gets a third down penalty on Jimmy Moreland, which gives them a first down. Then they fumble, have all sorts of issues, and on 3rd and 13, they throw one incomplete, forcing a punt. So Washington now has the momentum, only down by four. However, they go three and out. Pittsburgh takes the ball back, and they get a defensive pass interference on 3rd and 2 on an incomplete on Kendall Fuller, who had a very rough game. We told you the two touchdowns earlier. Now the defensive pass interference, he didn't turn his head around, even though the ball was underthrown. It gives Pittsburgh a first and 10 at the Washington 25-yard line, and then the defense comes up big. They get a run stop on first down, then they get an incomplete with Moreland in coverage uh, over the middle to James Washington. And then on third and nine, uh, I think this was a short little catch by Eric Ebron for five yards. And Washington basically gets off the field uh, with a field goal from right, making it 17-10 as the fourth quarter started. Again, all you could really ask for in terms of a spot being down a touchdown very early in the fourth quarter and you haven't even played well and you lost your top one of your top offensive weapons, right? So Washington takes over 
and they don't get anything done on that next drive. So now you're like, oh boy, okay, defense really needs to step up, and they do. They force a third and three and out because Pittsburgh just goes pass, pass, pass. They go incomplete, incomplete, and then they lose two yards on a run. Deron Payne just absolutely reading it perfectly. They try and sneak in a run there to get a couple of yards, and they lose two. So then they have to punt it away. Washington again takes over with a chance at this point down 17-10, and this becomes the touchdown drive. Washington starts it off with a three-yard run. Then Alex Smith hits J.D. McKissick for six yards. Then Peyton Barber comes back with two yards. Hayden is hurt on this play, and, and that becomes interesting and important because at that point, Alex Smith and Washington correctly and wisely go to Hayden's side, and they come up incomplete, but they stretch it out, uh, and Sutton makes a play, but really a better play would have uh, you know, been been the money maker there. And then Washington, again, without their two top corners, goes to work. They get a J.D. McKissick second and 10, 16-yard completion uh, there down to the Pittsburgh 26-yard line. Then J.D. McKissick up the middle for a three-yard run. Then Alex Smith to McKissick for eight yards and they get to first and 10 at the 15-yard line, and then they open it up for Logan Thomas. Once again, a nice route, his ninth target and ninth catch of the game, and at that point for 98 yards and his fifth touchdown uh, of the year. T.J. Watt with big pressure, Alex Smith hung in there, and stood his ground with the bloody sock on the left leg from a cleat right before the half uh, in his leg, not his surgically repaired leg. So obviously that was the concern. And Alex Smith and the Washington football team tie it at four, uh, at 17. Then we go along. Pittsburgh comes out, right? And they put together a decent looking drive that it looks like, okay, they're going to put this one together and maybe take at least a field goal lead or a touchdown lead, but they come down to a fourth and one, and Ben Roethlisberger tries to go fairly deep to Anthony McFarlane, the former Terp, John Bostick in coverage, and he did a good job there, as he did in the end zone earlier in the game, and you'll hear more from John Bostick in a sec. And the Washington football team gets off the field. Again, in a 17-17 game, they could have gone for the field goal. It would have only been a 45-yarder. But Mike Tomlin, I guess, did not trust their rookie place kicker because their normal place kicker, Chris Boswell, was out. So Washington gets a little bit of a break there. And it's still 17-17, and they put together a scoring drive, right? They get three yards from Peyton Barber, seven yards from J.D. McKissick on a little screen, six yards on a pass dump down over the middle to McKissick, and then two plays later on a third and four, Alex Smith hooks up for 29 yards to that vacated spot by Joe Hayden. I asked Alex about this, uh, and, you know, he talked about it politely. 
I guess. But remember, the first play they went and attacked that area, and then they go back to it in a money spot, third and four, Washington 44, in a 17-17 game, and Cam Sims gets behind the defender uh, and makes a one-handed outstretch catch. Just a great throw, great catch, great everything to convert on the third and four. That sets up Washington uh, in great position because now time is starting to tick away. Pittsburgh starts to use their timeouts when Washington is running the ball, trying to kill clock and get under the two-minute warning. So they take timeout number one, timeout number two at 2.11 to stop the clock. Again, Washington getting a little conservative, even though the score is still 17-17. I didn't love the play calling in this sequence, but they were going to put it in the leg of Dustin Hopkins in this particular spot. And then Alex tried to throw a little incomplete to the right flat to Cam Sims, and it was a 45-yard field goal attempt. And to his credit, Hopkins, who has struggled much of the year, hits it, and the Washington football team has a 20-17 lead with 2.07 left to go in the game. When we come back, we will wrap it up and go through the final part of a winning football game for the Washington football team as they undefeat, uh, as they beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh last night at Heinz Field. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. And let's tell you about our friends at Built Go. That's right. I had a built go on the way home from Heinz Field Monday night into Tuesday morning, and I'm still going. Built go helped me get through my long drive and many, 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 many hours in a row up. So make sure you guys are getting built go because built go is one and a half ounce energy gel packages that you just three great flavors that you just kind of cut the top off. Boom, you can rip it off and suck it in, and it's a energy shot without sugar and without that crash feeling. Again, three great flavors, including peanut butter, honey, and a mint chocolate. Oh, so good. And it keeps you going without all that garbage in it, so Built Go is going to get you right. Go to BuiltGo.com right now. And if you go to BuiltGo.com, we have a great deal for you. Well, you say, well, what's that deal? Well, I'm going to tell you. If you use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. How about that? Who couldn't use 20% off? Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Get the peanut butter, honey. It's the best. Nothing offense to chocolate coconut and chocolate mint, but peanut butter honey is the best. And let's go. All right, guys. We told you about Built Go. Well, who do you think Built Go comes from? That's right. The great people that make Built Bars. And let me tell you something. If you get a little Built Go action with a little Built Bar action, you're not going to go wrong, and you're going to be feeling good, you're going to be feeling clean, and you're going to be doing the right thing for you uh, and everyone else at this holiday season. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, 
Apple Almond Crisp, just three of the new six flavors, 12 original flavors, including, including um, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite. Uh, we mentioned mint chocolate on the Built Goes. Well, you can get a mint brownie flavor. How about that? Also, a salted caramel. How about that? And a German chocolate, if you like that, in the 12 original flavors. Built Bar is great for any kind of diet. They're low in sugar, low in sodium, high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories. Trust me, guys, Built Bar is where you want to be. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Uh, it'll only last about a week or so, so get it now. Uh, or try and get it now. But go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com using the promo code Locked On. All right, guys, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast on this Victory Tuesday. We're telling you how the Washington football team finished this one off. So we left you with Dustin Hopkins, 20-17, 45-yard field goal on the very first play from scrimmage. Now, with no time, uh, with um, actually they have one timeout left, Pittsburgh, and they have the two-minute warning. So they have plenty of time. Only down three, but Ben Roethlisberger telegraphs a pass. They've been going short all night. Montez Sweat gets his hands up as he should and as we talked about, and he bats it up in the air. And the former Steeler, John Bostic, comes away with the game-sealing interception, and then Washington would add a field goal to make it 23 to 17 from 45 yards out with 21 seconds left. And then Washington was able to put the finishing touches uh, on the game, shutting down the Pittsburgh Steelers and preventing them and winning 23 to 17. So congratulations to Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. They improved to five and seven. They beat the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. All right, for now, I'm Chris Russell. I hope you guys understand that I'm here for you. I'm excited. It may not sound it in my voice. Uh, the throat is a little bit scratchy, if I'm being honest with you at this point. So I'm trying to work with it and trying to preserve it because I can't afford to miss any part of this week. So uh, I'm excited. You should be excited. Thanks for listening. We will have more play, or we will have player and coach reaction on the next full-length episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. And don't forget, short week, San Francisco ahead. They got ambushed on Monday night football in the desert by the Buffalo Bills. That is the next opponent this Sunday in Glendale, Arizona for the Washington football team. That's going to do it. Enjoy Victory Tuesday and the win over the Steelers. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.